You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. We've been through a time that there was a surge in business that equaled home entertainment and products and services favoring time at home and really just having time in general. But what do you do when the world opens back up? Many course creators and membership site owners are asking themselves this question. You know, part of business is about riding the wave when it's happening and having the foresight to know a shift will come and then realizing when it does, well before the full impact of the shift hits. As business owners, we have to watch the markets. We gotta watch the trends to see what is happening on a broader level than our own environment. And we have to keep talking, having conversations with other business owners about each of our experiences so that we can make smart decisions for ourselves. We are diving into today how to figure out what's happening and what you should be doing for your business when you sense a slowing of your market. And even how to figure out that is even happening, right? So today, the long game is post-pandemic economics. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're gonna have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. All right, let's start with some state of affairs. A recent Bloomberg.com article wrote about the impact of current world affairs on major media companies such as Snapchat and Twitter. I just want to say, too, I'm going to link to all of these articles that I'm referencing in the show notes, and I'm going to do some paraphrasing and some quoting. So Snap benefited from a surge in usage of its Snapchat app during the pandemic when people were looking for entertainment and connection from their homes. Now, as people return to offices and schools, the company is reeling from the same combination of economic pressures that are also facing its competitors. Here's a quote. The macroeconomic environment has deteriorated further and faster than anticipated, Snap said in a filing. As a result, we believe that it is likely we will report revenue below the low end of our Q2 2022 guidance range. Another quote, the global macroeconomic environment has become less favorable. The war in Ukraine has impacted our results and may continue to do so, says the CEO of Twitter in an email to his employees. Many other companies have been experiencing a similar effect, end quote. And then there's the pandemic story of the super popular brand, Peloton. You know, the brand absolutely surged during the pandemic. With lockdowns and gyms shuttered, Americans were looking for things to do at home, including exercise. And Peloton and sourdough bread were some of those answers. 
Business articles, including one in Forbes, put Peloton at a year-over-year sales for the past couple of years of their $2,000-plus product to upwards of $4 billion. And the brand ended up doubling down on inventory, saturating the market with stationary bikes. And, you know, although they have a digital app, most financial analysts agree that the brand's move to inventory hurt them with their stock price dropping 80%. So look at things now. The world has opened up again. People are out of their homes and doing all the things, the weddings, the showers, the birthdays, right? Peloton, even with its billion-dollar status, is just like us small business owners. You know, it has to read the market. It has to anticipate changes and make the shift. You know, for many online course and membership owners, sales were doing really well during the pandemic. You know, people had more time and they were home. And even though it was a tough stretch to be home, uh, they had the luxury of working from home. So no commuting time to factor in. And, you know, since there weren't gatherings and restaurants and travel was kind of limited, you know, restaurants were only doing takeout even, right? There was more time for learning and connecting online. So I'm an active member in a number of business memberships, and I have been prompting, being part of, and listening in on the conversation of where are small business owners now with the current economy? And there's a lot to consider. You know, for one, the world has opened back up, but the pandemic is not over. You know, there are still waves happening across the country. And I personally think we're just at a place where we are figuring out how to live with it, right? You know, and there is now an ongoing war between Russia and the Ukraine, and that most certainly has its ripple effects, you know, here in the U.S. Gas prices, cost of goods, availability of goods are all stressors on the American investment who are running to their financial advisors, freaking out over what should they be doing. You know, this is a global economy. And what happens in the markets ends up being felt on Main Street, and that includes us, too. So a recent Entrepreneur article on the economy states, as to what exactly comes next for the global economy as these opposing factors reach their boiling point, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO shared a frank warning that you better brace yourself for an economic hurricane. And despite his prediction of an, an inevitable economic storm, a, another person at J.P. Morgan believes the quite opposite and actually predicts an upward turn in 2022 and that the stock market might actually erase all of its losses by the end of the year. So, you know, there's that, right? (laughs) Opposing viewpoints. But from the conversations I'm having, we entrepreneurs are being smart. We are being proactive with having these conversations. And these conversations mean we are not living in the the abyss to be sidelined when the official it whatever it is, happens, right? Like by having these conversations, we are also aware and we're making the shifts now to navigate the uptick in the change, right? Like people being away from home again or the tightening up of their purse strings and people taking stock of all their subscriptions and like canceling things. So how do we handle it? That's the big question, right? Well, let's run down some ideas. You know, first, I'm going to say, don't freak out. You know, the beginning of the pandemic, that was the great freak out. It took us by surprise, and we are not repeating that. But having gone through that, we're smarter now, and we're more aware. Like, all instances here 
are an opportunity. And you being so close to your business, like you can come up with whatever ideas and you can implement anything that you need. So I want to remind you that you are stronger than you know. And this is not just about weathering the storm or the hurricane, as the CEO of JP Morgan Chase puts it, but it's about doing your good work and feeling good about the ways that you are doing it. All right. So number two, I want you to think about where your audience is now. Like, what are they prioritizing in their lives at this moment? You know, this moment in time, what's important to them? How does what's happening affect them? And how can your product or service still be a solution in all of that? You know, you need to reflect on what's the right messaging for your brand right now at this stage. And we always talk about websites and copy and marketing being malleable. You know, you can change up your approach at any time and then you can put it back whenever you need to. And I know this may seem monumental, everything, you know, wanting to go in and change everything, but it's really just a tweaking, you know, to be more in touch and to be a better fit for your audience. So get your thoughts out about how you understand what your audience is feeling. Get your thoughts out about why they need your product or service at this time, just like any other time, right? I'm also into surveying your audience. Like, this is a good time to just ask them. Make it easy, you know, a few quick questions on a Google form, and this gives you something solid to base your marketing decisions, your copy decisions off of, You know, so many times we can just apply a reason to the situation like, oh, the economy, people aren't spending. When in reality, you know, maybe you've exhausted your audience or you've, you know, thrown too many offers at them at the last launch. And, you know, it can be something entirely different that you can adjust. And, you know, I do believe that people are out there spending money. I am seeing that. So number one is not to freak out. And number two is to be in touch with your audience. Okay, number three, another thing you can do is take a look at your offerings and pair it up with the knowledge of where your audience is right now. So let's say your audience is moms with kids and food inflation and gas might be their worry, so they are pulling back on spending. But because of what you do, these people need your services and community more than ever. So perhaps you repackage what you do. You know, is it a big course? Break it down into mini courses at a more affordable rate. You know, is this the time to go from a lump sum course to smaller monthly payments and start that membership? Or from your audience responses to the survey, you may realize that there's a need for an offer that you don't even have yet. So create that in your own style and get working on it. And get it working for you too. So one thing I am seeing out there and um, I'm actually creating for a client right now is a low ticket membership. You know, prices for these type of offers are in the single digits to teens. And what's cool about it is you are able to bring cold traffic into your funnel because the rates are so low and the barrier to entry is so low. You are able to deliver value and really build a relationship with them and get them working. And then you have them on your list to sell into other offers in the future. So something to think about. 
Okay, number four is relationship marketing. You know, this is another thread in the long game approach. Do not disappear. In fact, do the opposite. Double down on your list building and your communication efforts now. Now is the time to invest in creating that perfect opt-in. You know, make the effort to get the right people on your list and use this time to let those people get to know you. You know, you can go back and listen to episode 107 for email marketing strategies with with Ashley DeLuca. And you know, if your audience is truly cutting back right now, building your email list will prep yourself for when we rise out of this economic time, you know, and you will have the right audience primed and ready to buy. And you know, substantial opt-ins, which I mean that in a meaningful opt-in way versus big, they're an excellent way to serve your audience and to build that relationship when people might not be buying right now. Okay, another idea is creating partnerships and collaborations. You know, I have been emphasizing getting in front of other people's audiences. You know, there are so many ways to do this and collaborations and partnerships are one of the best. I mean, think about brands in your space or even out of your space that you share a common audience with. You know, you may be a service and they may be a product. You may have a course that complements a membership's audience needs. So a collaborative relationship, it benefits both parties. You're going to create some kind of content, a workshop, a webinar. It could be a guest presentation or a social media takeover. And both parties are promoting the content to their audiences. They get in front of your audience. You get in front of their audience. It's about widening and broadening. And when you do this sort of approach, you want to make sure that you've got yourself in the best position to benefit, right? So you want to have that killer opt-in ready and the funnel tested. Like spend the time to build out that welcome email and sequence and be sure to follow up with people so that you just don't fall off their radar after all of this work that you've done. And you can also think about what's the best place that you want to nurture these new people to your list that you've welcomed on from the collaboration, you know, make that your call to action. You know, I definitely want to say you want them on your email list. So the opt-in is probably the first place to start. But once they're on your list, you can ask them to follow you on your favorite social media platform. So then they're seeing you on a more um, frequent basis. And you're going to be surprised, you know, how many new eyes you can get, new conversations you can get going through collaborations. So here we are, right? We've gone through a, a number of things that you can do if the economy starts slowing and it's you start feeling it in your business, right? Number one is don't freak out. Number two is think about where your audience is right now. Number three, look at your offerings and you know make sure they're pairing up with where your audience is right now. Number four, continue with relationship marketing. And number five, check out collaborations and partnerships. You know, we're feeling like it's pretty much post-pandemic in terms of like us getting back to normal, you know? We're out there, but so much is continuing to transpire in terms of the economy and in the psyche of consumers. You know, consumers have been reeling from all these various emotions. And you know, we as business owners, we need to be in touch with what consumers are going through to better position our products and services. And it's important 
to build this bank of information for yourself so that you can anticipate what's coming down the pipeline for your business. So how do you do that, right? Well, I'm going to share two ways that I do it for my own business. And number one is be well-read. I gather news from various sources, right? I've mentioned several in this episode, the New York Times, business magazines, economic media. You know, besides the fact that I love to see what's happening inside business through these publications, they have well-researched reporters who are talking to these industry leaders. There's also aggregate news sites, and they pull articles from multiple sources all over the web. And I find these to be super helpful in bringing pieces of news and information to my attention that I might not see, right? So we all, if you're an iPhone user, Apple user, there is one news aggregator that we all have access to, and it is Apple News. It's the little news icon, red and white, on your phone and your iPad. You go in there, and they have uh, news from all over the place. You know, And don't get yourself into the rabbit hole of the celebrity stuff. Keep it business, okay, when you go in there. Um, <laughs> okay, so you know, big business, they need to report their earnings. And like, you can gleam a lot about what the state of affairs are and what's to come by what these larger businesses are experiencing and reporting. Okay, and number two is to lean on your communities and your business friends. You know, here is where you need to connect. See what conversations are being had in groups and see what the experiences of other business owners in your niche are. See what they are sharing. This is like a finger on the pulse of what's happening in real time. But let's do a caveat. You must always take these instances with perspective because you never really know what's happening inside someone else's business. But that being said, Groups are really a great resource for a collective feel, for a wave of what's happening. All right, a lot of stuff here today. So this episode has been on my mind, and I'm really glad to be bringing these ideas forward. You know, no matter what, you have options, and you Get to make the decisions in your business. So go out and read the news items. Listen in and participate in conversations and groups and formulate your own ideas for what is happening in your industry. You know, what you think and what you feel, your gut, it will not steer you wrong. All right, hit me up if you have any questions. I love talking about this stuff and everyone have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.